As the UAE's property market continues its strong recovery from COVID-19 pandemic headwinds, recent changes to the country's visa rules have opened up long-term real estate investment options for residents wanting to put down roots in the Emirates. While average property prices in Dubai rose 10.9% year-on-year last month, residents can now qualify for a 10-year golden visa if they buy a property for as little as 2 million dirham. Despite rising interest rates, the scheme is attracting both residents and high net worth individuals from around the world, with an average budget of about 3 million dirham, experts say. But where should you buy and how do you apply for the golden visa once you've decided on a property? Welcome to Pocketful of Dirhams. I'm Felicity Glover, the personal finance editor at The National. Joining me today is Richard Wayne, the Group Managing Director of Better Homes, who's here to talk about the UAE property market and the benefits of applying for a golden visa. Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your favourite podcasting app. Welcome to the show, Richard. Thank you for having me, Felicity. You're welcome. So tell me, what's the current state of the UAE's property market? You know, it's probably read in the paper. It's been very, very strong, very, very busy. Really, you can sort of trail that back to the end of lockdown nearly two years ago now. So we came out of lockdown. It was obviously um, very, very tight during that time. Then quite quickly, the property market rebounded. Lots of people looking for space, looking at assessing their living situation. And that's really gathered steam from there. Last year was busy. This year's been busier. Probably prices are now at least 50% higher than they were 18 months ago. And we see month-on-month records being set in terms of the number of transactions being done. So, you know, it's busy. Undoubtedly, you know, it, it's been very buoyant over the last, last period. That's a big jump, 50%. It is. Yeah, it is. And it, it, let, let's be honest with ourselves, it's not a sustainable jump. So what's actually been quite good to see over the last three months is the, the price rises here in Dubai have been just sub 1% over the last three months each month. So you're annualizing around uh, property price rises, maybe the next year of around 10%, which is far more sustainable, far more healthy. You have to remember though that 50% is coming from a record low. It's coming from prices at an all-time low from the, the, the pandemic dip, that really heavy V shape that we saw in prices at the time. So it's come up 50% from there, a little bit higher than 50%, but we are seeing seeing that rate of rise um, slow to more sustainable rates over the last few months, which is good to see. Yeah, absolutely. And good for the market as well, I think. Yeah. Can, can I ask you, what are the sort of more popular areas to buy in the UAE? And or are there any upcoming new areas as well? Yeah, absolutely. So traditionally, well, over the last 18 months, it really has been the villa market that sort of stolen the show and that's where a lot of the headlines have been some of the more older traditional uh, established villa communities in particular have done very very well over the last 18 months and again that is being quite heavily driven by the domestic market people looking at their living arrangements wanting outside space wanting a bit more space for their families working from home all the sort of things that we know from the uh, coming out of the pandemic that has shifted a little bit this year and that's probably a reflection of prices you know, prices in a lot of those communities are getting to back to the sort of levels where they were there or thereabouts back at the last peak of 2014. And we've seen quite a bit now uh, of a shift into activity in, in apartments. Again, where are people looking for apartments? The, the, some of the older and more traditional areas have been the, the hotspots. So if you think about 
JBR, if you think about the Marina here in Dubai, um, if you think about the Palm in particular, have been incredibly busy, incredibly popular. Lots of people there looking um, for apartments for short-term rentals. Something with a sea view or rents very well for a, for a holiday let. So that's been incredibly busy. In terms of up and coming areas, less so things that have recently been handing over. There's a lot of activity in the off-plan market again now. That really, that's a reflection of stock. If there's not a lot of stock available in the secondary market, investors and end users start looking in the off-plan area. So there's been some very notable launches recently. I guess Talal Gaff in particular on the villa side of things, MJB down in uh, Jamira in terms of apartments and, and others around have been you know, very, very popular. And that, that segment, the off-plan segment, has again had a bit of a resurgence in the last you know, six, seven months. The UAE's new visa rules, um, which includes, you know, golden visas, um, you know, if you're investing in property at a minimum value of two million dirhams, is this positively impacting the sector as well? Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, I think what do residents here want? They want that stability of a long term visa that's not necessarily linked to their employment status. So we're all looking for that as expats and linking that to properties has has had a big impact. if we go back a couple of years, the 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 value for you to get into the visa, the golden visa, was around ten million. It was dropped to five million for a five year visa a couple of years ago, and then this year it's dropped again to two million dirhams. So that opens that up, that branches it out to a far wider audience, and there's a lot of people there taking advantage. Um, in terms of attracting them from abroad as well, I think it also is also having an impact. There was a there was an article out from Henley and Partners talking about the number of high net worth individuals moving to Dubai and they, they estimate that there'll be four million millionaires moving to Dubai making Dubai their home this year which will actually put Dubai at the top of the list globally for high net worth individual migration and they cited again the golden visa and the access to the golden visa is one of the key drivers for that so I think it's having an impact on domestically people looking as uh, looking at property purchases as a, a way to get that stability and it's also attracting people from uh, from abroad. So yeah, it's been very, very popular. Two million is far more accessible for most people than 10 million was. Uh, so yeah, certainly. Absolutely. So you you are seeing more UAE residents wanting to buy property with the long-term view of staying in the UAE because of you know the the new the new rules that came in this year. Look, absolutely. That I think end users and residents buying property to live in has been a trend that has dominated sort of the last 18 months, two years. Again, post-COVID, a lot of people looking at their um, their living arrangements and, and taking that step. And I think it's a really healthy statement on the future of the market. The more the market is driven by end users, the more the market uh, in Dubai, there's home ownership here. It creates a stickiness to the city. It creates a stickiness to the Emirates where people are less likely to pack up and move if they're a homeowner here, should they, you know, for example, change jobs or what have you. So that has been a trend. I think that is driven by Dubai itself and the UAE itself becoming a more mature market, being far more attractive to families than it perhaps was 10 years ago. And I think the visa element is, is sort of the cherry on top of that. So it is a trend we're seeing and it's a healthy trend for the market. Yeah. Buying a house, you know, a property is really huge financial milestone for many people. What type of budgets do they have or what type of budgets are you noticing? Are they sticking to that, you know, sort of 2 million dirham level or are they looking at, you know, sort of committing even more money into property investment? I think Dubai offers and Abu Dhabi offers, you know, a wide range of properties from 
500, 600,000 for studios if you want to invest or, or get your foot on the ladder all the way up to, you know, there's a, a sale on the palm for 250 million dirhams this year and everything in between. Our sort of our average price of sale this year is uh, around 3 million dirhams. So that's the average price of properties that we've sold uh, over the last six months. Are people sticking to budgets? Well, look, prices have been rising. And when prices rise, if you're not quick about it, you have to increase budgets if you want to uh, get the property you're after. So I think I think people are uh, or have perhaps invested or, or, or stretched themselves a little bit in terms of getting properties they wanted. Um, but interest rates have been low during that time. So maybe that's been uh, an easing factor for them. However, as I'm sure we'll probably talk about, interest rates are starting to creep up as well. Yes, that was my next question. And I mean, the Fed's meeting in the US and expected to raise rates to, I don't know, 75 basis points or even slightly higher. And the UAE, you know, because of our peg to the dirham, will naturally follow and also increase interest rates. Will this affect mortgage applications or a home buyer's currently rushing to apply before they rise further? So interest rates started rising back in March from pretty much zero up to 1% the base rate. And we have seen uh, buyers come to the market expressing that they want to get uh, secure a property, secure a mortgage before they go up further, un- un- undoubtedly. Um, I do think we'll see a raise tonight. Um, the, the talk of the town is, will it be uh, half a percent or 0.75% as you suggested. Um, will that have an impact? Uh, undoubtedly, because it's going to affect people's affordability. It may uh, affect people's decision making. So if interest rates are a little bit higher, will they then cut back their budgets a little bit to balance up those monthly outgoings? Potentially, I think that's a decision that a, a lot of families will be weighing up over the next period of time. Do I think it will impact people's ultimate decision to buy a property? That's more nuanced, I think. Rents are going up at the same time, so people are having to weigh that up. And we've got to remember that interest rates, whilst they are going up, are still going up from an incredibly low level. I mean, I bought my first property not that long ago, maybe 15 years ago, 16 years ago, and it, I think interest rates at the time were 6%. We're talking about interest rates going up to 1.5, 1.75%. So they are still very, very low if you take a historical view on it. What I would advise people to do if they are thinking of buying, certainly speak to a mortgage advisor, certainly move faster rather than slower because rates are likely to continue to go up a little bit, I think, over the next six months, a year, and, um, and, and get themselves locked in, take a, a rate that is locked in for the next three to five years, And then you can sleep easy. You don't need to worry if rates do continue to rise over the next couple of years because yours won't. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. Um, There's also, you know, saving for a deposit. That's also a major financial challenge. So I imagine there could be some frustrated potential first-home buyers who can't apply for a mortgage right now to lock in those lower rates and plus combining it with, you know, rising inflation as well. Is it possible that they're going to miss out at this time? And what advice would you have for them? We are in a situation at the moment where prices are going up, albeit slower than they were, as we discussed earlier. um, And it's likely that interest rates are going up. If there's somebody who wants to buy and have their money, my advice is move move now. You know, don't wait too long because I think both of those things are going to cost you a little bit more money. If you're in a position where you cannot commit now, um, then, you know, sadly, I think you probably will be in a position later this year or next year where interest rates might be a bit higher. But I wouldn't see that as sort of an existential view to you purchasing a property. As I said, 
interest rates are incredibly low. Um, I think they're likely to remain historically in that low level, you know, two, two and a half percent potentially um, over the next year or so. So I wouldn't lose heart. I wouldn't lose hope. Um, obviously, the other option is you reassess your purchasing value uh, and see if you could purchase perhaps a smaller property, get your foot on the ladder, let that increase in price over a period of time. And then you can use any equity in that to uh, make a bigger purchase down the line. Excellent. And just going back to the golden visas, when you buy a property here, what are the steps that you take to apply for that? Or is it automatic? You know, you've purchased a property for two million plus. What what happens next? Uh, it's not automatic. No, you have to apply, but it, it's actually very, very simple. I think it's um, you know, it's the smart services. You go online now. Off the top of my head, it's the IPC, the Identity and Citizenship Department um, of the government. And you go online and you apply there, you put through all your documents. Um, we've done a couple recently and the response time is very, very good. So it's very simple. It's all done online. But no, it isn't automatic. You do have to, uh, you do have to make an application. Is it the broker who makes the application for the client or the new homeowner does it? No, we'll certainly sit with you and open it up and show you what to do. But no, it has to be the uh, individual client themselves putting forward their documents and making the application themselves. Thank you this week to Richard Wayne of Better Homes. If you would like advice on your personal finance issues, you can write to me at pfatthenational.ae. And remember, PF stands for personal finance. Please do subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your podcasting app to receive weekly updates. And also leave us a review so we know what you think. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison and Aisha Khan. And I've been your host, Felicity Glover.